0: drinking occasions
1: I am Carl I am an alcoholic we are gonna get right to business <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm, I'm an alcoholic my sobriety is August 22nd 2014
0: I am Chelsea I'm an alcoholic and my sobriety date is February 19th 2015 this is sober pod sober pod is the podcast about recovery that doesn't sound like a podcast about recovery we are not Professionals and do not speak for any recovery groups or organizations. And as always, we encourage you to listen in moderation.
1: Ain't that the truth? You know, I, I like it when we record in the mornings. It has a different vibe. It totally morning is, vibes. It's a total <laughs> different morning. Like we're, I think I'm a different person before noon. You know what I mean?
0: Like Less I'm, things to fuck up the day, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah,
1: so many things have not gone wrong so far. <laughs> that's funny um that's probably the truth <laughs> <laughs> so uh what are we doing we're doing a living sober book uh we are listening to chapters on living sober uh this is from alcoholics anonymous so if you're new to us um you know uh, our background has been uh, in recovery has been through the 12 steps has been through aa and you know some of those traditional forms so we're we're not that we're not the uh, new age uh you know recovery but you know we definitely um We definitely take, I don't know, we take a lot of things other than 12-step. Don't you agree?
0: Yeah, we combine a lot of things, which I think, I don't know, maybe that makes us cooler. You know, we got more (laughs) shit going on. Well, you
1: know, I I do like my stoicism. I do like my Taoism, right? Like that kind of stuff. So those are the things I really do enjoy still. So, so, you know, I got that going for me. Um, But, you know, a lot of that stuff definitely is like stuff that's been around since the dawn of time you know, mm-hmm. like, you know yeah. like, just like anything. Um, uh, so, okay. So what we're doing is we listen to the chapter, uh, on living sober and this is really living sober is kind of like practical advice, like for especially early sobriety, a lot of early sobriety stuff. Uh, it just kind of overall in general, you know, getting involved in terms of, you know, um, you know, i guess your early days not drinking going to AA meetings you know uh how you deal with like family friends you know relationships i mean just just a lot of stuff that we've even covered up to chapter 26 and there is more to go Mm -hmm. so what we do is we listen to the living sober book on the on the aa.org uh which is freely available so you guys can go there and read along if you want um and then uh and then we talk about it that's that's pretty much it um before we get started, Chelsea, is there anything you um, you want to share with the kind people? And I know you're not pregnant, but
0: uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so tired. I have had zero coffee this morning, so I'm oh. like, let's let's just let's just keep it together, Chelsea. <laughs> let's just go slow,
1: go easy. You know, by the way, uh, you know, talking about stats, um, going easy here in my head. I was just talking about stats. Living Sober, <laughs> the Living Sober series is like doing pretty good in terms of like listenership. We haven't had this amount of listenership with anything that we've done to date. Does that, you know, is nice. that you know, pretty cool? And then one of the favorite things, I guess, is the sayings that you know, we, that we, so like uh, Live and Let Live is still like the number one uh, episode so far in the uh, hmm. Living Sober series. So people really enjoy the the sayings, I guess. So I guess they're coming to figure out what are those things. Um, so yeah, because you always see them in the rooms, right? You know, live and let live, easy does it. You know, one mm-hmm. day at a time, blah blah blah. Um, anyway, so I just thought it'd be nice to add that. That's cool. Uh, my ADD went off.
0: <laughs> well, we could also talk about. So we have our own um, official sober pod meeting, which oh, is yeah. the SOS meeting uh, hosted by V. We love you, I um, I haven't had a chance to attend yet because of my clinical shifts. But um, do you want to tell them how to find that and how to participate?
1: Sure. You can go to uh, soberpod.com. Uh, and it is basically sober. So the SOS meetings are the official meetings of SoberPod. So uh, it is the one day a week, Saturdays at 4 p.m. Pacific standard time and 7 PM Eastern standard time. And it's on zoom. So you know, we have the zoom ID on the website. We have the passcode uh, and you can just you click and go. It's kind of how it works. And again, you know, save that uh, into your calendar and, you know, whether you, you know, have time or not, we know it's Saturday and everybody's got shit going on on Saturdays. Um, you know, by all means, like, you know, if you have that hour, you know, it's pretty relaxed, chill meeting and it's uh Uh, It's there, and I think that that's the idea: is that it's completely there, and it's a place for all to come together. I've seen um, uh, somebody on there; I'm not going to name names, but I've seen somebody on there from Australia, which was super cool because you know seeing that person live rather than just Mm -hmm. like you know um, you know uh, rather than just like a post on Facebook was super cool. I really enjoyed seeing that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, people show up; it's kind of a, a kind of a cool deal. I did not show up yesterday. I don't even know what I was doing yesterday. Uh, I think I might have just totally spaced it. I'm not even sure what I was doing. I was home all day, so <laughs> yeah,
0: no excuse for you.
1: No excuses. So, um, so this is it. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go for it. Um, we're going to um, what what are we gonna do? We're gonna share the screen. We're not gonna talk about it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> do that. okay. So, uh, this is, uh, chapter 26 being wary of drinking occasions and oh my gosh, it's probably like the longest one ever. It's like 16 minutes. So I might, I might even just turn my, my uh, video camera off so I can pick my nose. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, <laughs> but here it is. Here it is. 16 minutes and 19 seconds. Wow, this is like a long one. So I'm sure there's a lot more involved in it. But yeah, listen in and then we will join you after the 16 minutes. Are you ready, Chelsea? I'm ready. Are you pumped?
2: So pumped. Let the healing begin. <laughs> 26. Being wary of drinking occasions. We have worked out many ways of handling occasions when other people are drinking so that we may enjoy these occasions without drinking. Earlier in the book, we talked about whether to keep liquor or other alcoholic beverages in the house when we decide to stop drinking. In that discussion, we acknowledged that we live in a society where most people drink and we cannot realistically expect that fact to change. Throughout the rest of our lives, there will be drinking occasions. Chances are, every day we will see people drinking, see drinking places, see and hear dozens of advertisements urging us to drink. We cannot insulate ourselves against all such suggestions, and it is futile to bemoan that fact, nor do we have any need or wish to deprive other people of drinking. We have also found that we do not have to forego the pleasure of being with companions who drink although it makes sense to spend more time with non-drinkers than with drinkers when we first start staying sober. We have no wish to withdraw from the world forever just because so many people drink. Those who cannot eat fish or nuts or pork or strawberries don't crawl into caves. Why should we? Do we go into bars or into restaurants or clubs where liquor is served? Yes, after a few weeks or months, when we have a legitimate reason to be there. If we have time to kill while waiting for friends, we do not choose to spend it perched on a barstool, swilling a cola. But if a business or social event occurs in such a place, we attend and participate in all but the drinking. For the first non-drinking months, it's probably a healthy idea to stay away from our old drinking buddies and haunts, and to find reasonable excuses for skipping parties where drinking will be a major entertainment. It seems especially important to stay away from such affairs if we feel nervous about them. But sooner or later, there comes the time when a family or business obligation or friendship makes us feel compelled to go, or perhaps we just want to go. We have developed a number of ways to render such occasions easy for us to take, even though we abstain. Now, we are talking primarily about the big cocktail party or the fairly large but informal dinner-with-drinks evening. If the host or hostess is an old friend we can level with, sometimes it helps to tell him or her in advance that we are not drinking right now. We do not ask for any special treatment, of course, but it's reassuring to know there will be at least one person present who is completely sympathetic to our efforts to get over a drinking problem. Sometimes we can take with us a more experienced non-drinker or at least a companion who knows we are abstaining and realizes how important it is to us. It is also beneficial before you go to talk with another recovered alcoholic or with someone else on your side who is rooting for your health and fully understands the pressure you'll be under. Arrange to call back later and tell how it went. Another recovered alcoholic would appreciate such a call very much. Believe us. We AAs get a thrill from every such message. It is a very good idea to eat a sandwich or other snack before going to a party, even if you know food will be served later. Something nourishing in the stomach, as we've already said, takes the edge off many trying situations. And you might carry along a small packet of your favorite mints or a dietetic substitute. This is even more important when you are headed for a party at which there are likely to be some long, heavy drinking hours before food appears. When you know that will be the schedule, you may prefer to skip the first hour or so of the drinking and arrive only shortly before dinner is served. Many of us do this. Then, if there is going to be a long, drunk evening after eating, we have found it is also easy to leave early. The very few who do notice are slipping away we have discovered, hardly mind our departure at all. They are too busy drinking or whatever. Upon arriving at such a party, it is usually best to head straight for the bar and get a glass of ginger ale or other soda. No one knows whether it is an alcoholic drink or not. Then we can walk about socializing, glass in hand, without feeling conspicuous. This experience was quite revealing to many of us when we first had it we discovered to our surprise that, one, other people's drinking is not what we thought it was, and two, very, very few people observe or care whether or not we drink alcohol. Some exceptions to the latter are likely to be loving friends or relatives, who are usually glad to see us doing something about our drinking. Many of us used to say, and believe, that everybody drinks and we could argue that we did not drink a lot more than the other drinkers we knew. To tell the truth, as our drinking went on over the years, many of us tended to associate less and less with non-drinkers. So of course it seemed to us that everybody, certainly everybody we saw, drank. Now, sober, when we see everybody, it is a revelation to find that not all of them do drink and that many of the others drink much less than we had supposed. Anticipating occasions like these, the newly sober alcoholic wonders what to answer if drinking friends and relatives say such things as, come have a drink. What are you drinking? Why, you can't be an alcoholic. Don't you drink? Just one won't hurt. Why aren't you drinking? And the like. To our relief, we found that these questions come up less often than we expected, and our answers seem to have much less importance than we thought they would have. Our not drinking creates less of a stir than we feared it would. There is one exception. Once in a while, a really heavy drinker will get pretty pushy about our not drinking. Most of us come to believe that such an attitude is very suspicious. Civilized, polite people simply do not carry on that much about what other people choose to drink or eat or not to drink or eat, unless they have some hang up of their own, do they? We find it curious that anyone should try to get a person to drink who does not care to, and we especially wonder why anybody wants a person with a record of drinking related problems to try to drink again. We learn to steer clear of such people. If they do indeed have their own hang up to contend with, we wish them well. But we need not defend our choices to them or to anyone else. And we do not argue with them or try to change their minds. Again, our attitude is live and let live. But back to those questions asked politely and casually by well-meaning friends and relatives and our answers to them. There are probably as many good ways to handle these situations as there are non-drinkers. And your own intelligence will lead you to the one that works best, and is most comfortable for you however the outlines of several different successful methods have emerged from the years of accumulated experience of alcoholics anonymous the past has banked its wisdom and it is foolish not to draw on it great numbers of us but not all believe that the sooner we establish the truth with our acquaintances the better it is for us we do not have to keep up any pretenses And most good people appreciate our honesty and encourage our efforts to stay free of our addiction. Saying aloud to other people that we do not drink helps greatly to strengthen our own determination to stay sober. And there may be a byproduct. Occasionally, we find that making such a statement encourages someone else present who also needs or wants not to drink. Therefore, many of us do not hesitate when it is appropriate to say, I'm not drinking now. I'm not drinking today or this week or simply no thanks or a straightforward I don't care for any often satisfies the questioner. If we feel the need to explain any further, we try to do it without lying and in a way that other people can rapidly understand and accept. For instance, there are old standbys like health reasons. I'm on a diet and doctor's orders. Most of us at one time or another have been given or have read some such advice by a physician. I've had my share, had all I can handle, and found out it doesn't agree with me, are also truthful. While we AAs do not use, among ourselves, the expression on the wagon, it is something most people certainly understand and respect. As long as we do not urge others to abstain. Although we certainly cannot recommend untruthfulness because of the way it makes us feel, occasionally some of us in desperation have resorted to the little white lie, one of those small fibs believed to be harmless and sometimes described as necessary lubrication for the smooth operation of society. When we have to fall back on manufactured, murmured excuses for not drinking, we try to reach for one that is not too far-fetched. I have a mysterious disease. Or, I'm on some medication. Might shut people up, but more likely would evoke extra questions. Usually, I'm allergic to it. Seems acceptable. Technically, in strictly scientific terms, alcoholism is not a true allergy. The experts now inform us. However, allergy is a pretty good figure of speech to describe our condition. If we imbibe the stuff, regrettable consequences certainly do follow. When we do offer such a statement, it usually produces the desired response. That is, people accept the fact that we are not going to drink right now and stop questioning us about it. When we're asked what we'd like to drink, it seems courteous and sensible to ask for and promptly accept something non-alcoholic. Whether or not it is our particular favorite, most of us take any soft drink, fruit or vegetable juice, or other non-toxic beverage that is easily available. We can pretend to sip it if we really are not fond of it or not thirsty. This puts us more at ease and also relieves the hospitable host or hostess who is a compulsive glass filler and seems genuinely uncomfortable if a guest is not swallowing. The formal seated banquet with an array of wine glasses is no particular problem. Simply turning a wine glass upside down is signal enough for a good waiter or wine steward, even in the wine-drinking countries of Europe. Some of us ask for seltzer or sparkling mineral water. And when a toast is proposed, almost no one pays attention to us as long as we lift some glass with something in it. After all, Isn't it the symbolic pledge of friendship that makes a toast real? Not the presence of a drug, ethyl alcohol, in the glass or loving cup? No one is under any obligation to answer rude or personal questions. So, in the rare event that one is raised, we ignore it, or finesse it, or change the subject. If that happens to you, remember there are hundreds of thousands of us now recovered from alcoholism who are on your side and understand perfectly what you are undergoing and why you do it, even if no one else seems to. Even if we are not present in our hearts, we are with you. And you can assure yourself that you have our very good wishes. One other kind of incident has happened to some of us. It is not especially serious or dangerous, but maybe our telling about it will help prevent your being upset if it comes up in your life. Once in a while, a good-hearted, well-intentioned friend or family member inadvertently overdoes the concern about our recovery, and meaning only to help us, may embarrass us if we are not poised enough to handle the situation. For instance, the non-alcoholic spouse, understandably fearing that we may drink again and trying too hard to protect us, will blurt out, so-and-so has stopped drinking. Or a solicitous friend may thoughtlessly call attention to our not drinking by pointing to the one glass of tomato juice on a tray of drinks and saying, that's for you. It is good of them to want to help us, and we try to concentrate on their desire to be kind. In all fairness, they cannot be expected to understand instantly how we feel. Some of us can't even sort out how we actually do feel until we have some non-drinking time and the self-conscious phase has passed. Naturally, we prefer to be allowed to make our own choices, discreetly and privately, without a public show. But getting touchy about what other people say or do hurts no one but ourselves. It is better to try to grin and bear it, getting past the moment somehow. It is usually over in less than 5 minutes. Maybe later when we feel calm, we can quietly explain that we genuinely appreciate the concern, but would feel better if allowed to make our own excuses we might add that we'd like to practice protecting ourselves in social situations so that the other person need not worry when we're on our own after even more time has passed many of us reach a stage of real comfort about ourselves and drinking we are relaxed enough to tell the exact truth that we are recovered alcoholics or that we are in aa this face-to-face Confidential revelation about ourselves in no way conflicts with AA's tradition of anonymity, which suggests that we not reveal those facts about anyone except ourselves and that we not make such announcements for publication or on broadcasts. When we can tell this with ease about ourselves, it shows that we have nothing to hide and that we are not ashamed to be recovering from an illness. It helps to increase our self respect. Such statements chip away at the cruel old stigma unfairly placed by ignorant people on victims of our malady and help to replace old stereotyped notions of an alcoholic with more accurate perceptions. Incidentally, such a statement very often induces someone else who wants to get over a drinking problem to try to seek aid too. Just one more thing about this matter of drinking occasions. Many of us have had the guts, if pressure to drink really got unpleasantly strong, simply to make an excuse and leave, no matter what other people may think. After all, our life is at stake. We simply have to take whatever steps are necessary to preserve our own health. Other people's reactions are their problem, not ours. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's other people's problems, man. <laughs> Don't worry about them. Now, there's a lot in here, but, um, you know, being that um, Thanksgiving and, like we said last time, uh, you know, Christmas and New Year's and God only knows what other celebrations people are having. Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of more... Um, uh, you know, things coming up and we've talked about this in the past on the podcast. So if you were interested, go back and I'm sure that there's other, like, I don't know what the topics are holidays or drinking occasions or, you know, whatever it is that we come, you know, we, I don't know what it is, avoiding the first drink or I don't know, saying no, I don't know. Um, there's so many, uh, other, uh, topics that we've come up with this one. But, um, I guess, uh, uh, you know, at first for me, I didn't, um, it's like nobody around me was like the drinker. I was the drinker. So it was kind of <laughs> like, so like, I, you know, for me, it was really hard for me to even like be, and, and moreover, like it was just about like having people come over and, um, yeah, we did dinner and shit. And I the fact that I just couldn't be shit faced was enough. Right. Cause I just did not want to tolerate the people that were coming into my home. I don't want to tolerate anybody, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I think that that's kind of the thing is I, you know, I never really, I had towards the end, you know, I had drank everybody out of my life anyway. So no, nobody was inviting me over for fucking a cocktail party. You know what I mean? Like it just mm-hmm. didn't happen. You sounded like you actually had more opportunities than I did in that, in that case. Uh, dealing with uh, friends, family, your husband as well, you know, those types mm-hmm. of things, or boyfriend at the time. Um, wh- what about you? Did you... Um, so, you know, I learned all the things to do, you know, which is great. You know, again, uh, like if I went to a, a, a function, you know, having a drink in my hand, um, you know, saying, no, I d- don't drink. Just saying, no, I don't drink was enough sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, no, I don't drink. And i um not and it's not like you know you got to make a fucking big deal about it it's like you're the it's like most of the time you're the only one that like really is making a big deal about it Mm -hmm. um that's why i love they said it in here like which it totally occurred to me like after i got sober like um like nobody really pays attention to other people's Mm -hmm. drinking other than an alcoholic
0: yep exactly it's like
1: so um I mean, I, could pay it, I paid attention to everybody's drinking when I got sober, and I was just, because I, I did exactly what they talked about, which is, uh, to me, um, everybody drank the way I drank. There wasn't, like, ex- except for my wife. <laughs> for whatever reason, she was the exception. But I thought that if you had a drink, you drank like I did. That's how it worked. You know what I mean? Like, even though that one person could be sipping a drink for, four hours where it's just sitting in front of them and they're completely ignoring it. I, if, if I was drinking, I was like more concerned about my drinking and da, da, da. And I just assumed you were playing the same, you know, rounds that I was, you know, and yeah. that wasn't the case at all. And when I got sober and I actually was in a drinking scenario, I realized that m- almost everybody, almost everybody was not drinking like I drank (laughs) and it was just, it was kind of an eye opener when I got sober. I was like, Oh, that's, this is what they're, this is what they did the whole time, you know? And I was just getting shit faced, you know? So, um, very, do do you have any like strategies or, um, uh, you know, things that you do when you're going to a party? I know we talked about this before. Um, I know we, uh, there's plenty of things to do. Is there anything like this, like you're really your go-to thing, like when you're going to a function like that?
0: My go-to thing is to always bring my own car because if I am uncomfortable or I, I feel the need to leave, then at least I have my getaway car. And just knowing that I have that option there really, reduces a lot of my stress and anxiety about those occasions. Um, before, you know, I would always go with my boyfriend or family member and then I'd kind of be stuck, you know, if if they're willing to leave with me if I need to. I just, I like that freedom of being able to have that, that there for me. So that's kind of my my main thing, but you know, I, I had to learn and I wish I would have known all of this information when it was really hard for me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, bring your own drinks, non-alcoholic drinks. Um, if you are concerned that there won't be anything there for you, simply having a beverage in your hand I don't know what it does, but it makes me feel less anxious and other people aren't trying to like push things on you. Like, what are you having? You know, we've Mm -hmm. got wine, we've got, they're not going to put a drink
1: in your hand. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Cause you've already got something and you can even say, Oh no, I'm good. I've got, I've got my drink right here. Yeah. Um, and I also am, you know, I don't feel bad about leaving early or coming late. Um, if i'm doing it for the purpose of maintaining my sanity and health and anxiety then you know fuck it if i have mm-hmm. to leave i have to leave people generally don't care that much in my in my experience it
1: is so true you know i i went recently to a, a work uh kind of reunion thing and it's been you know like a long time i i started this this other company uh, back in uh 2002 i think And so, and, you know, people still get together, they have these reunions and stuff, and I've really avoided all that stuff, especially in recovery, you know. Uh, But I have, um, uh, you know, I went to one before, but this is like another one, and so I, so it was coming up, and I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to go, and, uh, you know, and I I dragged my wife, of course, you know, because it's like, you know, and again, we're going, I thought we were going to eat, but there's, it was a shitty bar place, but either way, so we would, so, and they have like the, they had kind of like, you know, reserved this whole downstairs bar and it is like all these things. And so, you know, we got like a little, you know, whatever bar food, but I immediately ordered a tea. Right. So just like, I got a tea. Uh, and, um, and then, uh, you know, my wife is, you know, eating, we're snacking or whatever. And, and I was like, you know what, everybody's just like sitting around drinking and talking and gabbing. And I'm like, it's kind of boring actually. You know, I mean, especially mm-hmm. especially for what you're talking about, it's like, what have you been doing? Well, you know, I've been I've been working. How about you? You know, it's like, you know, it just seems kind of, I don't know, uh, uh, I I I didn't really have that connection or that drive to bullshit like I would normally do, in and, and or gossip or anything else like that in a. Uh, and I was just like, I turned to my wife and I'm like, you know what? I said, I'm just going to grab my jacket. I am. we are out of here. Like, you know, she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, we're, we're totally just going to sneak out. She's going to use say goodbye. I'm like, no, I'm not going to say goodbye mm-hmm. to nobody. I'm just going to exit stage left and I am done. Right. You know, there's no, I mean, definitely be the first person to leave. You know what I mean? And, um, but it's just like everybody's just going to sit around and drink and do what they do. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm not about that anymore. So I'm like, you know what? Like. I'm quite all right. I just wanted to see some people, see some people I hadn't seen in a long time and, you know, touch base and then just leave, you know? And that's all that I did. And I'll tell you what, I got one uh, text basically that said, hey, I noticed that you left, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I was really looking forward to talking to you. Sorry, we didn't hook up. Maybe we can do lunch or whatever, right? That's it. That's all that I got. I didn't get like, uh, you know, I expected at some level, people being like, "Where's Carl?" or some you know posts or whatever. But nope, nothing like that. Nobody gave a shit.
0: And I'm like, that's your yeah. Point? They're yeah. all preoccupied yeah. with the, themselves. You yeah, know? exactly, and, and and they could care
1: less. And I think they were probably happier that I did leave some of them anyway. Mm.
0: So <laughs> you know what I mean? It's
1: just like. I just sit there and think like our egos and the, and how much we think about ourselves and like when we walk into a room and we think like all eyes are upon us you know, it's like it's fucking never as much as we think ever and we are just so fucking ego self centered and selfish in that regard it's just kind of funny sometimes, <laughs> so, so yeah it, for me it's I I I tend to think is like as long as I'm like doing my own thing, um, but you know the one thing I did learn early on which really helped me early on, especially about drinking occasions and partying and these party functions and stuff like that. And it's something that I share with, um, people, you know, like sponsees and that kind of stuff, which is, um, you know, I get it from, you know, my first sponsor and also from the, um, the big book. It's that um, uh, basically that you just try to be of service when you're at those Mm -hmm. locations, you know, like if you see things that are needing to be done, um, you know uh i i somebody had talked about like um like ellen ellen had talked about like she would hang around the kids right because the kids would mm-hmm. need to be like attended to in those functions and she'd like play games with the kids and stuff or you know um you know i um also uh Like, I think like somebody maintaining the food or the plates or like, you know, like I I offer to take people's plates if I see that they're done with them, you know, to clean up the trash and, you know, there's always something to do around or if somebody seems like out of place and maybe they're having a, a quiet moment or whatever, like I engage with them or I talk with them and those types of things. So I found that like, you know, really thinking of others in those moments helps me get through those situations a little bit easier as well. What about you? Do you do any of that stuff? Do you have any stuff like that?
0: Um, the kids are definitely a good card to play <laughs> because yeah. kids don't drink. And, yeah. um, you well, know. Not, not you, all of
1: them, I mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, okay. The Carl's in the world. Yeah, that's a different story. But, you know, hanging out with the kids, hanging out with the dog. Like, I see a dog. That dog is with me the rest of the night. Let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Friends forever. Yeah. Um, or I just keep eating, you know, I keep mm, eating food, <laughs> which a, is, yeah. yeah, it's not great, but you know, it's, it's something to do, but I like, I like what you said about, uh, being of service, just finding something to keep yourself occupied, you know, not having empty hands or idle hands always. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if, I think, I think that's great, too, because then you're not so much obsessing about, you know, I remember when I would um, be at these parties early on in sobriety, and I would observe people drinking much like you explained, and I would just see like a half glass left full and then someone's like i'm done with it and i was like someone put a cigarette butt in it you're like but that's such a waste (laughs) i'm like that's such a waste like you could just chug it you know and not waste it um and i would just like obsess about observing people and their drinking because Mm -hmm. i guess that's all i was thinking about i was obsessing about it in general Um, so just finding things to do to occupy that space in your brain, um, I think that's that's really helpful.
1: Yeah, I think the I think the the chapter had a, you know a lot of good tips in his. Um, you know, I think you know some of the things that um, you know that we imagine that will happen never happen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's most of the time it's all in our minds. Like we work it up into such a big fucking deal, and you know when really it's like put your fucking big boy pants on. Know that you're not going to fucking drink. And if it really does get tempting, you have some tools, you know, a lot of tools right there at your disposal, which is like, you know, again, we are, we are, um, you know, versus, you know, when this book was written, there were no, there were no cell phones, right? I yeah. don't think, you know, originally when it, when it was written, I think it was written in the seventies. I'm not sure. But, you know, um, but the idea here is that, uh, you know, you have, a, you have, a, you can literally step outside. If you have a sponsor, you can call a sponsor. You can literally, um, you know invite a friend you know i get the buddy system going on it talked about you know um confiding in the host and saying hey i'm not drinking today do you you know do you mind or something like that um you know and again you know i think it, it comes down to like a lot of the times we work this stuff up into this big fucking deal and it just really isn't um and like i said you know this too shall pass you know give it five minutes man the whole fucking subject's gonna change you know there was times when i was just so fucking sensitive and butthurt about fucking just not being able to drink or you know i thought it was punishment you know like like oh god i hate you god i can't drink you know or whatever it was you know i just felt like shit and because again you know it's all about me and it's all i was all selfish especially in the beginning and you know i noticed that early on it's really hard and now it's just not hard at all it is just like Mm -hmm. i mean it is I, it is the like like I said I went to that fucking bar and everything I was like I could care less like I just I'm just gonna fucking leave because this is boring not because like you know everybody's drinking because it's boring and because the food sucks <laughs> and because my you know it's like and, this is not a good time yeah it's like it just sucks you know I just don't have the same engagement or frame of mind or involvement I would much rather be talking to a couple other alcoholics in depth and at, at depth and weight about real shit you know shit yeah. that I'm going through It's the spiritual weight of life you know the fucking my, the, the daily struggles of everything right I don't want to fucking talk about the weather I don't want to talk about the traffic I don't want to talk about the stupid shit you know <laughs> it's like and, and you and you know, all like oh and how you, how weak your drink is like so fucking what <laughs> like you know I don't give a shit so but today it's like um, you know I I can go anywhere that I want to as long as I have a good reason to be there. And that is the idea of it. Like, if, like when they talk about in the, in the big book about, you know, if you're trying to get, um, you know, what, what is it? To, if you're trying to live vicariously through somebody else or through, through some other environment, right? So if you're going to a bar to feel the energy of the bar and that type of I mean, uh, you will get sucked in eventually, right? Yeah. Because that's what you're there for. So, um, so I think that, you know, the idea here is that, you know, as long as you have good reason to be there, uh, and I did too, like when I went to that function, I had a good reason just to say hi to some people and, you know, and after that was over, I left, there was just no other reason to be there. So I think that that's, you know, how it goes as well. Um, so in any, anything that you would like suggest to, um, people coming up for the holidays, like is, you know, other than like, you know, what we just talked about too, is like, again, Calling your sponsor, you know you got a phone. You know, uh, getting a buddy system. You know, um, again, bringing your own drinks. You know, putting a drink in your hand. I mean, I know that there's so many other things. Um, you know, but uh, is there anything else that you would suggest other than not going?
0: <laughs> well, I, I actually kind of want to touch on that. Is you are not obligated to attend anything oh. that you. That you feel is going to jeopardize your recovery
2: or your health and in general yeah,
0: yeah. exactly yeah. you are not obligated to go to the family christmas party or you know your parents house because they they cause you a lot of stress or because there's going to be alcohol or drug use there you do not have to go there is mm-hmm. no law that's you're not going to be thrown in jail Um, you know, maybe someone will be butthurt by it or, you know, angry with you, but at at what cost? Like, you know, are you willing to do that just to make someone happy at, at your own risk? Like, I, I don't think it's worth it. And so for me, there are functions where I've been like, yeah, I just, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm going to sit this one out. I'm not Mm going to go you know, because I, I need to, for my own mental health, I need to set this one out. Um, or if I really don't want to go, but I agree to make an appearance, cool. Go in, say hi to people. I'm out. Um, I think that's okay. Um, other people may, may not think so, but you know, that's, that's, everyone's got to figure out what's going to work for them. Um, I do like the idea of the buddy system, letting somebody know, um, first of all, someone know, you know, I'm going to this function, you know, if they're not there with you, but then someone at that function saying, Hey, I'm not drinking. And I really would appreciate, um, you know, kind of just keeping that in mind, you know, Mm -hmm. keeping in mind that. That's not something I'm going to participate in. And, you know, I've brought soda or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, let me know if you need help with anything or driving people home that are too drunk to drive. Like, <laughs> you know, doing something like that. Even though Letting I can hardly know.
1: stand people
0: th- <laughs> today. No. Just like, like,
1: it's funny, like when you when you get sober, how 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 short your fuse gets for fucking people who are drunk. Oh
0: my God. It's so <laughs> annoying. It's so annoying. And it's just like another reason why I don't want to be there. And mm-hmm. so I leave and that's okay.
1: Yeah. And, and I, you have a really good point and there's plenty of things that I had, uh, in, in the progression of my recovery and with the time, um, you know, I used to go to a relative's house, uh, Uh, and I'm not going to name names for it on a particular holiday. And it was like uh, a lot of traffic and it was just a lot of bullshit. And I think in my third year, I was calling my sponsor from the driveway saying like, you know what? Like I don't understand what I'm fucking doing here. Like I, Mm -hmm. I do not want to be here. This is bullshit. Every time I'm around this fucker, he's got an issue and I just can't fucking, you know, like I can't do it, you know? And, uh, um and he was like what are you gonna do next year basically like you know what i mean he's like what are you gonna do the next time are you gonna finally say no right or are you going to continue to do this and if you continue to do it you need to make a different choice because now you know what you get into like you know what happens at these fucking things so now you know after this you know the third time Right, Like mm-hmm. what is your choice going to be for the fourth time? You know, if you choose yeah. to do that, that's all on you because now you've had an opportunity to see what people are like, experience them sober and to know that this is what's going to happen almost every time. So I'm like, you know what? Absolutely. And so I decided to, to stay home, you know, and I I absolutely told my wife, no, nope, you can totally go. That's not, not what I'm doing anymore. I'm just not doing that. And, yeah. and it was a decision that I made, um, because here's the other thing, uh, you know, when it comes to our family, like you have to really ask yourself, like, would I choose to go hang out with these people if they weren't my family? If they were just people <laughs> that I knew, would I go to, cho- I would not, yeah, you know? And so I have to like really realize that just because they were, you know, born with the blood and all the other good stuff does not mean that I have to go punish myself and spend eight hours or nine hours hanging out with these fucking people who are just Mm -hmm. rude mean disrespectful and just punitive you know it's like man i just cannot stand some of that shit and i need to like make sure that i'm not going to say something you know that i'm going to regret or that i have to apologize for or do something for that matter so Mm -hmm. um so that's that's kind of the deal it's like i you know uh i learned my lesson and then you know of course you know uh (laughs) i I still got in trouble because then that person comes around (laughs) My house. <laughs> you know, like, but, damn, yeah, it. Yeah, damn it. Damn it, can you take a hint, you know? Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely um it's it's definitely okay not to go, right? It's like yep. it's really okay to not um subject yourself to that kind of behavior too. You know, it's about you know, again we talk about shit about drawing boundaries and this kind of stuff. And that's just a boundary that I started to draw and I was like, Okay, I really and I really liked it and I've been doing that for like the last five years, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and i'm cool with that i'm absolutely 100% cool with that and i that's like it's really about when you start getting to know yourself and about what you're what you're about and whether you know something you want to you know and, it, and again it doesn't need you to take a stand it doesn't need you to like write a letter or fucking demand something of somebody else it's your decision you know you can just go your own way without saying a fucking word right you don't need to like you know make a big fucking deal about it. You can just not go, right? Mm-hmm. Just like you said, uh, I'm just going to sit this one out. I'm cool. <laughs> like
0: you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. other people can you know in your life, if they want to participate in that, that's totally fine. Like I'm not trying to tell other people you know because I'm not going, you can't go either. Yeah, exactly. It's just exactly. this is this is my choice for myself and. I hope that you can respect that because I'm not going. And another thing, you know, if you're, if you find yourself in that situation and, or maybe you're lonely, there are AA meetings, 365 days a year. Like you can find a meeting on Christmas, you can find a meeting yeah, on New Year's Eve. There's like,
1: marathon meetings all on those days. Like if that's kind of one of the traditions that they do. So whether it be mm-hmm. Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's, on especially on those days, like there are marathon meetings. Yeah, you know, um, you know our local club, like they they watch the Super Bowl, right? They everybody gets mm-hmm. together and they go there. It's a, it's a you know that's non-drinking awesome. atmosphere, and that's what everybody does. So. You know, um, so there are things and there are places to do. And again, you know, I, I, I know when I was younger, it was a lot harder, um, you know, because my whole life and thinking was centered around that bar atmosphere at one point. And, um, you know, and, and when I was younger, it, like I, I, I almost had no chance to stay sober without other people. So, uh, it was important that I find, you know, people, who were like-minded in that regard when I was younger? Not going around family, especially when I was younger, especially around Thanksgiving. You know, I, I had a, an adoptive family that I went to on Christmas and I went to on uh, Thanksgiving uh, instead of my actual family and those types of things. Um, and so that really helped me a lot. I also then, when I was drinking, ironically, i i had a i had a uh, i had a <laughs> This is terrible. So this is this is going back to our sex inventory. I. <laughs> So when I started drinking after that adoptive family, basically, when I started drinking, I basically would just go with this chick um, who came to visit uh, her family for the holidays, and we would just get together and go in bed. The- oh, my God. <laughs> and I call, I call her, name, her. Her name uh, was Holiday Kels. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> That was her nickname. I don't even know. <laughs> her name was Kelsey, <laughs> so so we called her Holiday Kelsey. And so that's basically all we did. We just we would uh, we would get together and and do that. So uh, so yeah, know, maybe you can start a new tradition. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, uh, but yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. It's like holidays are really hard for, for people, they, and they're really so unless you're going to don't expect that you're going to be able to just like you know that first year sober. Don't expect that you're just going to feel because you're going to feel like shit because the things that you normally did, you know, going drinking or going out to the bar when all your friends come to visit and, you know, they're all back in town and that kind of shit or, you know what I mean? Or you go back to wherever you go back to and you're going to go back to your stomping grounds and do all that shit. Fucking it's, you know, don't do not expect to operate in the same way. And if you do, it's going to feel like shit. And that, I guess that's the point is what I'm trying to say. It's like, you know, you're going to have to you be prepared. You're going to have to have a plan. You're going to have to have phone numbers. You're going to have to think about that time ahead. Don't just pop up on Thanksgiving morning thinking shit's going to be different because it won't be unless you plan them to be different. Right. Yep. Just like Christmas. It's like, you know, don't think that you're going to get away with doing the same shit. You know, um, you're going to have to adjust and do different things in order for it to be different. And that may be to hit a meeting. That may be to like call up somebody that you know on recovery. That may be to like, I don't know, just go for a run or nature walk or, you know, whatever it is that is different that puts you in a different atmosphere. Um, yeah. But again, I really like what it talked about and which is one of the things it took me a while to do, which is disclosing who who I now was to other people. I don't Mm -hmm. drink, you know, I am in recovery. I'm somebody who doesn't do that anymore. Um, So, you know, um, so if anybody even asked me, like there was anybody who came into my life fucking knew full on, right? That they were going to like have to ask me if it was okay to bring alcohol to my home. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. that kind of a thing. And I I got first right of refusal, right? Like, yes, you can or no, you can't. Because at, at one point, I, I don't think that I would have been okay with it. But then after a couple of years, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm the one with the problem. I get it, right? You know, you totally can do you. I will do me, right? But it took time. It took time for that to to sink in, you know, those those types of things. So, so yeah, I think, you know, what it talked about towards the end and what you're saying, too, which is like if it's going to affect your bottom line, your health, and that health is your mental and physical and spiritual well-being, if it's going to affect those things, you should really be upfront and honest about that stuff not only with other people but especially with yourself because if you're not you know you're going to put yourself in some some negative situations for sure
0: yeah absolutely and i like how they said that you know you're you're going to think that people ask you you know why you're not drinking like all the time but really The only time that I was questioned um, or pressured about like, you know, drinking or, you know, oh, come on, just have one or, Mm -hmm. oh, it's, you know, what are you drinking? What do you like? Like, Mm -hmm. I'll get you whatever, you know, Um, why not today? The only time there were two of those times that happened to me and they were both by people who I could see had a problem with overconsumption Mm -hmm. who were probably uncomfortable being the one drinking a lot and having someone that's sober in their presence. So it's not about you. It's about that other person's, you know, shit they've got going on. Um, The people who like, you know, uh, care about you, who don't have problems with alcohol, they don't care. They're going to be like, all right, cool. You know, you're, you're the designated driver. Cool. You're, Mm -hmm. um, not drinking tonight, whatever. That doesn't affect me. Like
1: (laughs) I'm not going to have to clean up your pants full of shit tonight. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, people may be surprised because it's out of character for you in the, in the beginning, but I don't think that it's going to be that big of a deal. And if you find those yourself, well, they
1: were going to ask you, like, like, I think, how long is your sabbatical going to last, right? You yes, know? that yeah, I yeah. went through that. Yeah.
0: um it's it, you know, it's best to be upfront about it. And there were times where I just wanted to be like, I'm a fucking alcoholic. That's why I'm not drinking, you know, and. I, I would love to get to that point again, (laughs) you know, now that I'm like very confident in, in who I am and having one of those moments. But, um, you know, it's, it's almost embarrassing and you're kind of like ashamed of it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so I can understand why they said, you know, we tell a white lie. I find that's not really, that's not really effective. People don't believe it. If you say, you know, I'm doing it for health reasons. I'm doing it because, um, I just don't feel like it today or I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. something legitimate, then people will drop it and, and it's not a big deal. Um, and you're not going to get that question as often as you think you will.
1: Yeah, exactly, and especially you know being confronted like that too. Again, when they talk mm-hmm. about that other person, we all know that other person. We fuck. Some of us were that person, you know. Yeah. It's like you know. Come so, on, so, just <laughs> come on.
0: Halfway, it's my birthday.
1: <laughs> I'll buy you a drink, you fuckers! <laughs> buy you a drink. And I will tell you like I, was, I would come back from uh, Vegas on uh, on, <laughs> on, a, on a plane, and uh, and everybody got like free drinks, right? The drinks were free. And, uh, and I was so shit-faced that I offered to buy everybody drinks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this ones on me. Yeah,
1: they're like, sit down, sit down, <laughs> fucking, you know. And, dude, it, it was like, uh, uh, it was, I was like fucking 10 in the morning. Oh, my God. I was like oh fucking, I've uh, been up fucking totally shit-faced. Anyway. So, uh, so yeah, I was that dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, it could have been somebody fucking sitting next to me sober. And I'm like, oh, you, what are you drinking? What are you fucking drinking? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm a complete fucking stranger. And I'm pressur- pressuring them to fucking dr- on an hour flight from fucking Vegas back to California. Like, come on, what are you having? Fucking <laughs> at 10 in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, just stupid shit. So, yeah, some of us have been that people, you know, persons. Um, all right, so that that's it. But, you know, we have plenty of episodes. I'm going to try and find them and and include them on the, on the show notes, uh, for this episode. So if you go to silverpod.com and go to this episode page, um, uh, down in the show notes, you should see some, uh, some links to, uh, you know, uh, related episodes. I try to do that with each one of our episodes. So, um, I'll try and dig out what the damn keywords are going to be for this thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I know that we've we've done this before. I know that we've covered this topic many times. Uh, you know whether we've covered this topic through the the twelve steps that we did in in twenty nineteen, or whether we did these like in the individual episodes. Uh, you know I know that we've covered this stuff in terms of getting you know getting out and socializing and you know uh, you know going to parties and those types of things. So um, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely something you need strategies for. It's definitely something you need to consider. And you, know, especially if you're newly sober, it's just, and God, I and, I, and if you're listening to this and you are newly sober and maybe got like your first, I don't know, two months, you know, just know that like I stopped in August as well. And, and it, fucking sucked with that holidays coming like right around the corner you know again i you know, halloween which i always fucking had drinks in hands so you know my birthday is november 4th you know fucking like my my wife's birthday my fucking daughter's birthdays i mean just there's just like there's mm-hmm. shit going on around the corners from august and uh um and i just fucking absolutely uh you know, ran into all these issues early on and it did suck for me. And I did, I did not like it. And it was it was, it was a heavy reminder of what the, like I thought I would, I thought was going to be the rest of my life. And it's not going to be like that. I promise it's not going to be like this. It's not going to be like that. This early sobriety, it does get better. So, so do yourself a favor, hang in there, use the strategies that you hear about and, and, you know, uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving too shall pass. <laughs> yes. So, exactly Christmas too shall pass and New Year shall pass. It'll you know it'll be over quicker than you know it and, and you'll be um really grateful for having done it your first time. We talk about these firsts a lot in recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, your first birthday, your first wedding, your first funeral, your first whatever. You get through these firsts and in and, and it becomes a lot easier. So just look at it that way that this is the challenge for you right now. You know, that you're you're be trying to get through some of these first and pay attention to how you feel you know it's really important to pay attention to how you feel through this shit because um you know something you may need to talk about something you may need to get off your chest and and or prepare for the next time so that's it that's all I got to offer chelsea what do you what do you what do you got to offer? what do you got to give?
0: I like what you said, and I would say, don't go at this alone you know this. The holidays are overwhelming. They're particularly hard for me every year, and my side of the family—my side of of the family doesn't drink, but in general, for whatever reason, they tend to be very um, anxiety-provoking, and um, you know, sometimes cravings will come up. Um, I just I don't like it, and sometimes I just wish I could cancel all the holidays for the rest of eternity. (laughs) But if you, if you just stay connected with someone, you know, um, talk to people about it, go to meetings, immerse yourself, double down on your recovery during those stressful periods, you'll be grateful that you did it. And that, and surprised maybe that, um, how easy it was to get through it at times, Mm -hmm. um, just by shifting the way you do things and knowing that, um, like you said, this too shall pass. It'll come back around next year, but you know, (laughs) you can find what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And, um, you know, I hope that, that everyone can stay sober throughout these holidays and, um, Maybe not participate in the holidays. Sometimes I wish I didn't have to participate. To be honest, that's kind of why I'm putting She's it out there. A mean <laughs> one,
1: Mr. Grinch.
0: <laughs> I think Christmas. You know, my my beef with Christmas is that it ruins Halloween. Like all the decorations <laughs> come dude, out before was, Halloween. He, I
1: yelled at him yesterday. I'm like, dude, it's not even Thanksgiving fucking yeah. lights going on everywhere yeah i
0: got beef with the yeah. christmas like enthusiasts like you're ruining yeah. the best holiday for me so halloween not christmas yes yeah halloween mm-hmm.
1: well okay this is my this is my, i love the quote in this book and i just want to point this out so i i hope that you find the necessary lubrication for the smooth operation <laughs> of society
0: Smooth <laughs> operator. Smooth operator.
1: who talks like that though Right? Who says? You know, I hope that you find the necessary lubrication for the smooth operation of society.
0: Only this book. (laughs) This book.
1: Whoever wrote this fucking book? I swear to God, I need to fucking look it up. Anyways, (laughs) call these people out for what they are. All right. So, so that's it. That's all we got. That's the end of the show. Don't forget to go to soberpod.com, and then uh, you can find us on Facebook. So you can. you know, connect with us on, on the Facebook. We have a lot of, uh, sometimes we have a lot of over on Facebook. Sometimes, you know, we don't. Um, but I would love to see your participation there because, um, you know, the more the merrier, of course. Uh, you know, and that's where we like, you know, again, we connect with everybody and we do our thing as well. Uh, oh, you can go to um, a couple things. So we're starting to um, cut off the episodes so that they, they do cost a subscription. I think it's like $1. Uh, if you want to listen to some of those older episodes, so um, so we are cutting those those older episodes off as we go. So as a new one comes on, the old one goes off. So the next one in line will go off. So uh, so if you want to go back and listen to those, and you feel like those are all binge worthy, we would appreciate your dollar donations in order to kind of keep this machine floating and to keep it lubricated for the smooth operation. <laughs> <laughs> That should be so, your new like like under the donations box like
0: we need your lubrication.
1: <laughs> lubrication for the donation for the smooth operation of our podcast. <laughs> um so uh, just make it get all that rhyming with that. Um but uh, yeah so uh, and then we also we also have the uh the members only section where we have articles related to to these topics. We have, you know, posts that we write as well you know, all this stuff going on. Um, you know, it just, you know, we, we plan on trying to do, I think just, you know, more things with the podcast as we go. So, you know, if you have your own ideas, if you are, you know, if you want to participate in some level, you know, just let us know. We, we, you know, if your idea, if we feel that your idea is worthy, we would love to entertain, you know, whatever that is. So, uh, by all means, contact with us. And um, oh, which finally, I, I totally forgot. We have uh, we had a response to last week's episode on the uh, on the uh, Spotify. Um, uh, and again, it, it seems to be the same people. I would like to see more people show up, but because you know, it is Strader Kasterski. <laughs> uh, again, I always say it like a uh, uh, like a. I need to enunciate it. Uh, the, the question was, what ifs do you or did you have about sobriety? So uh, the response was, there there was a point early on where I decided if I didn't get custody of my daughter, I told myself I would drink myself to death. Hmm. Thank God I admitted this to my sponsor and the insanity stopped. And that's a really good if question yeah. right you know it's like that's like because that's a, you know we all have these really weird requirements that we put on sobriety and this is just like one of those things and i think you know mine too was like uh, a- along those lines too it's like you know um like i wanted to be better at some point, and i didn't i didn't even really have like a timeline for that but uh but i had like that in the back of my mind and i never really told anybody like if i didn't get better at this or if things didn't go smoother or you know what i mean you know whatever mm-hmm. it was always around relationships too So, um, so there's that. And if you want to leave your response to the questions, by the way, what is the question for this week?
0: Ooh, um, what is your, uh, strategy? Should we say strategy or tactic or, or secret weapon to get through drinking occasions?
1: Perfect. So, what is your strategy, tactic, or
0: secret weapon to get through drinking and, occasions? And,
1: and secret weapon? <laughs> we have ways of making you drink, like we're a we're <laughs> alcoholic spies. <laughs> okay, so um, I don't know why I just turned into a spy and all because secret weapon. Okay, so um, so yeah, um, so what strategies do you uh employ? Uh, when you're going to your drinking occasions, um, uh, you know if any at all. You know, I mean, I, I think that's the thing. Is like you know, uh, you know, early sobriety is very different from from late sobriety. So I think we made that clear. Yeah. But um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna post that as well. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to tell the the super kind people out there, Chelsea?
0: Um, well, you mentioned Facebook, so uh, follow us on Facebook Live. So. Um, go to facebook.com slash group slash soberpod. You can see videos from Bing and Bod Phil, his exercise oh, yeah. classes ever, every Saturday. Um, there it's a small community, but, um, sometimes we see posts from people from friends in recovery. Um, since we are part of the fire network, the friends in recovery. And we Enterprises. Just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: That's exactly how that works. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, there's a lot of good shit on there. You can find support. You can see some inspirational daily quotes um, and maybe put a face to the names on SoberPod. Um, You can also follow us on Twitter at SoberPod and Instagram at SoberPod. Probably need to be better about posting on those places. Yeah. You
1: know, I I, I need to get more... Downtown Julie Brown with that shit. You know what I mean? I really need to make that stuff happen better.
0: Downtown you know, Julie Brown.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Old school talk. So um <clears throat> yeah, no, I really need to get uh motivated to do that stuff. Yeah, you know, I've been doing my uh my one hundred days of recovery uh not recovery of gratitude. Um, <laughs> I'd hope on, you'd uh, be doing yeah, one hundred yeah, yeah, days yeah, of recovery. I've been doing that for a while. Uh but uh uh but the 100 Days of Gratitude on uh, my Instagram. So that's kind of where I've focused on, on my, my personal stuff for Instagram. But it's like I'm a day 90, 91 or something like that today. So um, so it's soon to be over. Maybe I'll just like refocus and put some of my effort into the Instagram on SoberPod there. So
0: Oh, and I have one more thing. I would absolutely love it if you left us a voicemail. Oh, so you I, can, yeah. is that on the SoberPod.com?
1: No, it's actually, uh, if you go to um, uh, uh, the show notes, so right in the show notes, um, it is, um, oh, yeah, so it's on silverpod.com, right? But in every show note, um, it, there is a URL to, to leave a, a, a voice message. So, uh, and it's basically um, uh, anchor.fm slash silverpod slash message is what it is. So, uh, but if you go to any, if you're listening on anywhere, like, so Apple, iTunes, Spotify, uh, you know, whatever, uh, 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 Amazon music, you know, those types of things, you can just go to the show notes and there should be a link there to go to, to, just start sharing your message.
0: And then if you don't want to say it like out loud, you could also send us, what did you call it? The, the mailbag, the Uh (laughs) <laughs> the fan you, mail that <laughs> you could
1: send us dick pics uh with dms to <laughs> info at soberpod <laughs> info info at soberpod which is the which is viewer mail no what did i call it the again?
0: dms the dms the direct messages
1: you want to dm us you can dm us on any platform you like um any platform we're on we we do it we do get the dms so which, it always sounds kind of strange, doesn't it? <laughs> DM still always sounds like, you know, I don't know, like dick in mouth or something like that. It just like... Oh my God. <laughs> just, just stand... I don't know. My brain doesn't... DM always has like... For me, it has like a sexual connotation, doesn't
0: it? Well, it says slide into the DMs, like...
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, just, it just doesn't sound right to me. Anyway, you
0: can send us <laughs> a message
1: on those things. Um... Uh, and then uh, and then we'll we'll respond. We'll read it on, on the on the on the uh, podcast. And again, even if you just call and leave fart noises, honestly, I, I just can't wait for somebody to leave fart noises. He's just waiting for that mm-hmm. that one. It would, it would make my day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, seriously, if you want to call and respond to the questions verbally, that's great too. Like any which way you want to do it, that's how we want to do this. Is we want to you know have your voice start to appear on here uh, so that we can you know. Well, have that going on i think it's more fun and i promise if you have a a criticism of us i promise not to get defensive <laughs> well i don't I, I don't promise really i might
0: get defensive but it's okay then you'll get I'll to, calm him down defensive. it's fine yeah. <laughs> it'll be fine
1: todd you motherfucker
0: <laughs> we love you todd
1: <laughs> i don't know if i Todd. no anyway, just kidding, just kidding. all right that's it that's all she wrote chelsea what does the chelsea say Chelsea says deuces. Carl says it's necessary lubrication for the smooth operation (laughs) (laughs) to stay active and stay sober. (laughs) See ya.